It's 1988. Do you know where your children are? Sneaking out of detention. Again. Playing that evil new game, Dungeons and Dragons, that your friends on the PTA warned you about. Arguing amongst themselves. Battling monsters and the other children at school. Guiding a herd of goats into a swimming pool. And arguing amongst themselves. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Dungeon Calling. Who buys a possum? That's what I was asking you. (laughs) Dungeon Calling. Hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells. I'm AJ, and welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and dance around the boundaries of common decency. As ever, I'm joined by the usual band of dice-rolling deviants. Now then, I have a question for you, dear listeners. What's big, green, and swollen? That's right. It's Mr. Rag. How the merry hell are you? Uh, I sound very ill, um, but yeah, no, I am. I am wonderful. I, uh, the green is on purpose and not illness. Uh, feeling great. <laughs> it's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's, it's water-based paint. It'll come off. It's all right. Okay. Have you stayed in character all week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I, right, is it two? It's two weeks, isn't it? I've never not been in character for four years. Wow. Yeah. Which is impressive because we've been doing this for two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I've been prepping for it my whole life. <laughs> fucking amazing. But seriously, are you like the Daniel Day Lewis of like Dungeons and Dragons? You just been walking around work, just going, "Oh no!" To be honest, that was my email tone before this, anyway. So I've just kind of like transferred that into my actual mm. you know, in-person Zoom tone as well. Yeah. Okay. I like it. All right. There we go. That's one That's one ticked off. <sighs> Next up, we have a man who needs no introduction. You'll know him from his best-selling self-help sex guide on bestial golden showers, entitled Ooh. It's Raining Cats and Dogs. No, nothing. Just tumbleweed. I'm, no, no, no. I've got, no, I've, I've, got some, I've got something. I'm just confused about the logistics of this. It makes it sound like you're peeing out Cats domestic pets. Yeah. Not that oh. they're the intended meaning, which I, I believe would imply it. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with, with bestiality as a as a as a kink. Uh, <laughs> so I might I might what? have to I might, I might have to uh, I might have to turn to you, AJ, for your slightly more expert knowledge. My dog's pissed on me. Uh, uh, am I a bestialityist? <laughs> did, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> did you pay the dog? Yeah, did you pay? Uh, did you pay Luna to do it? I mean, also, can we just clarify? A couple of weeks ago, Mister Rag said that you would you would embrace any kink, Mister Neil. He said if we gave you seven days' notice, that was all you needed to fully research any kink. So I feel. You've just walked yourself into that. Having said that bestiality is not in your uh, wheelhouse, 
I feel like in the next seven days, maybe you should. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought you were about to say, "Why haven't you researched it?" I was like, what, I like, what is seven days? You give me. You given me about seven seconds. Did the producer not send the notes? I'll do some research. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll come back to That's you. Good. I'll come back to you with some talking points. In a, in a, you're in the style of a of a five year old's PowerPoint presentation. A five-year-old's PowerPoint present. Can I do it in the style of... Uh, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it as a PowerPoint presentation. I'll do it in the style of like a five-year-old's show-and-tell at an American, American yeah, uh, yeah. school. What's the modern-day clip art? Yeah, I think that's what I meant. Is it, is it clip art? You know, like the when you're in PowerPoint, you used to use the, the infographics. What's the modern-day version? Is, that, is it diffusion yeah. these days? Infographics. <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> Maybe it is just clip art, and, and to be honest, clip art will be used heavily. <laughs> okay. Some very specific combinations of, of clip art if based on the subject matter. <laughs> Golden shower clip art. Actually, modern, isn't modern isn't modern day clip art just like AI text to image? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like mid journey. Uh, okay, okay. That's that's a strong take. Fucking clip artists taking away all the work from the real artists. Maybe I won't use my work laptop to, to work on this. No, but I suspect we should mic you up and send you to the local pet shop <laughs> in a bid to see if you can garner some, uh, you know, first-hand experience. I don't think you know what pet shops do. Stop kink-shaming me. Stop kink-shaming me. I think if you think that they're going to help me research bestiality, you have a you have the wrong idea of pet shops. <laughs> Maybe you're just approaching them with the wrong questions. Maybe do some research before going to the pet shop, before just like slamming down a wad of cash and demanding access. Like, maybe lean into it. Excuse me, assistant, but which one of these animals do you think would be best to piss on me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For sexual gratification. <laughs> when did Matt turn into Richard E. Grant? <laughs> For sexual gratification. <laughs> Purely academic. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll find out. Good. All right, well, I look forward to the update on that next week. Can we do a thing on the on the Instagram where, like, maybe Instagram's not the right place? Uh, where we put in like all the book titles that AJ's come up with this, the exact description into like an image generator for a book cover and see what they want it comes up with. Oh, can I leave that with your good selves? That someone can take that as homework. I feel like I've got enough on my plate without <laughs> generating AI porn. Do you think I've been making a note of all the all the wishwash fucking <laughs> fake book titles that you've been coming up with. I think I've been taking fucking notes. No, but I fully believe Catman Jones and Uncle Mike have. I fully believe yeah, right that's now. Point. Yeah. Uncle Mike is in his trailer somewhere in the Rockies hunting a deer and he's just paused with his, put his crossbow down and he's taken his sharpie and he's written it down. Specifically a sharpie. Yeah, well, a hunter uses a sharpie. Who you fucking think he's going to use a crayon? He's a lean, mean hunting machine. Maybe just a normal pen and paper. Don't be silly. Maybe. Maybe. I feel like we've milked Mr. Neil for all he's worth, so we should probably move on. We've milked this particular cow. And really, if you're going to milk me, you should you should pay me first. Uh, how about half up front and half afterwards? Well, you didn't give me anything, so this is dealing after the fact. I need a cigarette. <laughs> Have you already been milked? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Yeah, you milked me. You milked me. AJ, no, AJ said this. AJ said this. He said, I think we've milked Chris Neal for all he's worth. 
Okay. Phew, I was worried I missed the party. Yeah, I don't want to overmilk him. He gets grumpy if he's overmilked. Right. Last up, coming live and direct from the mystical lands of Finland. Don't say coming. It's... Oh. <laughs> All right. They're raving. <laughs> Last up, dwelling in the mystical lands of Finland, it's Mr. Matt Durant. Guten Tag. No, that's wrong. <laughs> oh. Do you have any favourite piece of Finnish folklore? Doesn't have to be kinky. Um, I'm I'm glad you've asked. Mm. There's this really cool bit, which is like, so much of it would be good for D&D. There's a bit where, I can't remember who it is, but they're fighting a golden robo-eagle. Like, it's a robot. It's like an eagle that's, it. It it's made out of gold, and they're like, they have to like fight it and I can't remember why but it's just like yeah this is like a story that's like a thousand years old but it's got fighting golden eagles in it so we'll try and work that into into your next uh, encounter uh, sorry I was trying to listen to you but Chris Neal kept on getting his nipples out um, that's kind of cool are you mixing up Finnish folklore with Nickelodeon because that sounds a lot like Saturday morning cartoons racist robo eagle <laughs> Checking my mics on. Can we, that needs to be clipped and soundboarded. <laughs> <laughs> Waterboarded, my own. AJ hates liberals. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as a massive Tory cunt, I hate <laughs> Soundboarding. Clip it. Clip it. Clip it. Clip it. Now, right. he's a Tory cunt. Clip it. <laughs> Right, get him back to the point in hand. The robo-eagle, stop trying to fucking tape me off track with your nipples. Um, come on. I'm kidding today. We've all been there. Did, did, all right, we need to start playing D&D. Did the robo-eagle have a name? I don't think it did. Google's frantically. Kevin. Toyka. Toyka. I almost got it. No, that's the type of eagle. Toika Wilcox. Some some kind of thing. Tenders a eagle, and yeah, it's just just called eagle. I don't think it has a name. It's just called eagle. Excellent. The Finnish are great narrative storytellers, but absolutely fucking abysmal at naming things. Wow, that is proof. It's it's just a giant eagle, listeners. You'll have to do the googling yourself. The giant robo eagle from Finnish culture, folklore, and legend. Okay, are you all finished dicking about? Are you ready for a recap? For now. Yeah, we'll call, we'll call time. Right, last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had found themselves trying to track down the last of the mystical Emmentiles. They'd found three of them and they needed to find the fourth Emmental, the water Emmental. They'd managed to, using the uh, diary left to them by Sister Garale, they managed to work out that it was out in the middle of the Lucidian Ocean by Diver's Grave, having purchased a barge. They sailed their way out into the ocean and found at the site of the Diver's Grave half a ginormous galleon, the other half having presumably sunk into the sea in the storms. Having um, thrown caution to the wind, they boarded the half a galleon and spent a little while exploring, looking around the um, weather-worn and destitute ship, which was full of rotten food and the leftovers for whoever had spent time on there. 
After a little bit of investigation, they made their way uh, into what looked a bit like a ballroom and saw a spirit, like a ghostly apparition. And having chased down the ghostly apparition, uh, they ended up in a bit of a fight due to a misunderstanding, took a bit of a beating from the ghost who, who introduced herself as Larabelle Lechoir, who then uh, vanished off into some of the side panelling, and left them looking around. They found, on closer inspection, a lift, which they all crammed themselves into. Now, I say crammed because Hanash... Well, the magic was sprinkled on Hanash by Belsiar, and he engorged, he enlarged, he swole. He is um, swollen Hanash, a much um, pumped-up Hanash, if you will. And uh, all of our adventurers... Minus Maud, I believe, who was left back on the boat with the pets. <coughs> all of our adventurers have gathered together inside the lift. They're all very squashed together. I believe due to a few logistical problems, uh, Tati's face is squashed against one wall by Hanash's knee. And Belsia, I believe your face is kind of underneath Hanash's hot and sweaty armpit. As you feel the mechanism engaging and the lift moving. It's getting hot and sweaty in there. Phew. <laughs> so not into the water. Let's <laughs> <Nice> guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. You, you, if, 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 if you are new to this podcast, both Hanash and Belsia are, are vampires. And so being in water would kill them. <laughs> this is it, guys. This is how we all die. Some of us quicker than others. <laughs> uh, try and remember if I made my voice go a lot deeper, a lot higher, because I'm big Hanash. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Mm, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it takes you. Probably both. Yeah. Cool. Did we um, did we engage the lift already? Is it moving? Oh yes. You feel the mechanism moving. Uh, all of you feeling that little tingling in your belly Ooh. as uh, the momentum of the lift is taking you upwards. It it seems to be steam powered. There's definitely pipes. It's almost steampunk esque. It's a wooden lift with uh, copper pipes all the way around the inside of it, which have that kind of green patina to them as you feel steam gurgling, and you can hear the steam gurgling through the pipes as you're moving mm. upwards. It is hot in here. Uh, Tatty, there is just sweat bounding down your forehead. It's hot. We do some, we do some classic elevator music. Okay, give me some scat. As you hear a familiar voice, you hear a voice say, Oh, darling, that's just beautiful. Wait, that's not the M&S voice. I smash out. No, darling. Smash out the elevator towards them, towards the voice. <laughs> wow. Uh, as long as I think like I'm on the same level when I when I'm like. There's not a lot of space in there, so if you're smashing around, I'm gonna need Tatty and Belsia <laughs> to make me a dexterity saving throw. Otherwise, they're gonna take bludgeoning damage from the giant. Orc. Did we did we establish that the lift had stopped, or was it like while the lift is moving? No, no, still still in motion. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I got a 15. 
Yeah, Tatty, you're small enough. You duck down as a knee smashes into the wooden panelling next to your head as you see splinters. Uh, ten. Ten is a fail. You take three points of bludgeoning damage as an elbow just clocks Ow. you in your crocodilian temple. As Hanash, Hanash is, is panicking as he looks around. You look up and you see the spectral face of Larabelle Lachoir who vanished once, come back through the top of the lift. And she's like, Darlings, darlings, darlings. It is so nice to see you again. I would like to shoot Larabelle with my pistol. Ooh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Make me a pistol attack. You can't shoot a ghost, honey. So is everyone in the lift but me now, including the ghost? No, everyone's in the lift. The lift's moving. You're fine. You're just, you've been thrashing around, smashing people in the face. You are. You fully take up two thirds of the lift, Arash, in your engorged, Yikes. swollen state. Uh, Fifteen to hit. That's with advantage as well. Jesus. Um, hold on. <clears throat> just nursing a nosebleed from being whacked in the face. Uh, I, I <laughs> turned bell style like you've had it coming. They might have now, so I've taken you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. All, all's fair in. Abandoned ship elevators. <laughs> that meets it. Uh, that that exceeds uh, her armor class. Woo! Okay, let me roll some damage. How much sneak attack damage do I have now? Uh, woo! Why do you get sneak attack? No one else is in combat with her. We're only in five feet, aren't we? Because I attacked with advantage. Ooh! Because I have steady aim. Ah, you do get advantage. In which case, it is sneak attack. Which is why I was disgusted that I only got a 15. I see. Let's see. Well, it's not much damage. Wait. 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 Maths. Wait. Wait. Everybody wait. More lift music. Do, 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 do. Uh, 16 damage. 16 damage. Okay, you see the bullet go clean through Larabelle Lachoir's forehead as splinters and sparks burst off the, the roof of the lift as you just see the bullet's gone clean through her spectral forehead as she's like my little friend could you just calm down I feel like maybe there's an opportunity for us here to help each other yeah so did I and then you and then you started getting real aggressive back there what, what, what do you want to talk about you're the one who shot me in the forehead yeah after you'd been super aggressive how about we just shake and make up as you just see a spectral hand come out of the ceiling I'd rather not uh, shake your hand, if that's all right. She looks around at the crocodile. How about you? Are you willing to be civil? Because I sense that you're looking for something. As she looks over at Aristobulus's divining rod. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a roll of quarters in your pocket, or are you casting look at object? <laughs> Can I make a, a, a trust but verify insight check? Ooh. I like that. That sounds like a very convoluted way of, of yes, rolling insight. Please have at it. Uh, natural one. <laughs> uh, natural one. As she leans out a hand, she's like, let's shake on it. As you, you shake her hand, it comes back like full of ectoplasm as you don't really gauge a lot. You've just got a very sticky palm now. Um, she's like... Uh. I can see that you are looking for something, and I think I know what it is. Maybe we could do each other a turn. One good turn deserves another. 
as she just strokes down the side of your crocodilian face all the way along your moor, just leaving like dribbles of ectoplasm. I'm listening, ghost lady. My Samuel's on this boat. I lost my beloved. This was my wedding. I lost the one I truly love. Is your Samuel like you, or is he like one of the skeletons? <laughs> my Samuel is a good man. I just, we you might have noticed, we all died. Which makes the wedding kind of awkward. So, if you awfully wouldn't mind finding my Samuel, my betrothed, I might be inclined to to give you some dairy delight. What kind of skull did your late husband have? What do you mean? Uh, no, no reason. I mean, what you're you're expecting him? I don't mean this question to cause upset. W- w- will he have skin when we see him, <laughs> darling? I don't know. I've been looking for hundreds of years. I can't find him. This is a busy ship. Is that why? Is that why you thought one of us was Samuel uh, about ten minutes ago? Listen, the afterlife is a complicated place, all right. And unless you want to find out for yourself, would you like to just help me? You help reunite me with my Samuel, and one good turn deserves another. She lays a hand on your shoulder, Hanash. Oh. It's both cold and sticky. <laughs> you better move that hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow when Hanash gets, gets big he gets real southern don't you culturally appropriate me you son of a bitch <laughs> well uh yeah we'll we'll find your your Samuel don't worry about it yeah do you uh, remember where you last put him he's on the fifth deck put it this way was it like before the wedding night or after the wedding night <laughs> Did you rock the boat a little mean, bit too much? It's, it's, <laughs> this ship crashed. I was to get married on this. This is um, this is the HMS Lugubria. This was a pleasure liner. We were going to get married, and oh, there's way too many syllables I, in I that word. Even get I've waited and I've waited. You see this wedding dress? Okay. It looks like a piece of shit now. Well, I mean, look, he's in the crew quarters on on the fifth floor, and look, I don't know. It doesn't matter if he's alive or dead. I still love him. Okay, we'll find him. I will say, if he is dead, I know it can be difficult to deal with the dead. They're not always the easiest. Sometimes they're kind of trapped in themselves. As Tatty, you feel something appear in your hands as you look down. There's a jar the full ring. of fluid. Oh, with fantastic. a tongue in it. There's a pickled tongue in a jar. Yes, this will help. Take this. This will allow you to talk to the dead. Is this your tongue, Larabelle? Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's a trust. We're trusting each other. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Larabelle, what do I have to do with this tongue to be able to talk to Samuel if he's dead? I mean, you need to just, like... I mean, I don't rightly know. You might need to experiment a little bit. But it... It's a tongue of talking with the dead, all right? You just uh, maybe slam it in his face a little bit and and have a little chat with him. Cool. All right? You can just give me, like, your engagement ring or something, and then he'd know that we were talking to you. No? I have to to, to hold a disgusting tongue? Cool. 
That's not disgusting. Oh, That's my worse. Jesus Christ! You shot me in the forehead, and now you're sassing me. What? I'm trying to help you. You want what you want, and I need some nuptials. I need some nuptials. <laughs> I'm faithful to my Samuel. So please, if you wouldn't mind going to the crew deck on five. I need me some nuptials. You see if you could track down my Samuel. I could get married. I could get me some. Might need the tongue back for that. Let's, let's, let's do it. The afterlife is only so long and I don't got many years left. I need me some nuptials. She, you see her whole demeanor. She's like, don't you sass me, boy. Don't you sass me. All right, give me the fucking tongue. Uh, <laughs> you've got the tongue, Bill, and it's in a jar. I just handed it to you. As tongues go, it's quite nice, actually. Ugh, I don't like that at all. Hmm. No one ask AJ why he knows that. No one ask AJ why he knows that. Stop kink shaming me. Get him back into terror. Uh, you see, it's like a jar with some gelatinous fluid in it, with a tongue just floating in the middle. She's like, "Come and find me back where you were. If you can bring my Samuel, I'll be ever so grateful. I'll, I'll do you a solid." You want your little dairy delight? Well, I happen to know where it is. You're not the first people who've come here. You probably, well, hopefully you'll be the last. Excuse me, ma'am, or is it ma'am? Which floor are we on now? Well, this is the fifth floor. As you hear the doors scrape open, as you look... The floor ahead of you is like a crew deck. It's just um, a corridor with various rooms off it. And you just see like spectral forms floating this way and that. It's, it's, it's very busy from a um, spectral point of view. There's lots of ghosts flying around. And she's like, Brad, I got to leave you. Um, my body is uh, kind of on the floor below. So, uh, like gotta leave you at this point but if you could find samuel i'd be awfully grateful we'll find samson don't you worry <laughs> yes oh, dear solomon God. can't be far as <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just cool. see a single tear of ectoplasm go down her cheek she just vanishes through the floorboards as aristobulus is like you have no idea how hard it is to maintain an erection whilst the ghost stands in front of you <laughs> Yeah. Right. I'll just, you know, how hard can this be? I'll just walk in what seems to be the direction of the, the group. Are you talking about my erection? <laughs> how hard <laughs> can it be? Aristobulus. No, and on second thoughts, don't answer that. <laughs> um, as you see, the corridor in front of you is busy with ghosts. Uh, again, still run down, still mildewy, still full of mold. Uh, you see various crew quarters like just sprawled about the place some of the walls and planking are falling to bits there's still water dripping from the ceiling as you just see various spectral ghosts just sliding first this way then that can i speak directly to aristobulus's divining rod and say wow divining rod i think aj just creamed in his <laughs> pants uh... <laughs> you said i was wearing any Again, stop king shaming me. <laughs> all right, all right. You creamed all over your desk, then. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> if that's what I wanted to. No, no, illegal. Ugh. 
you started this. I'm not the one who yeah. tried to cock block a ghost. Yeah, for once. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be the bigger person here. You've you you're 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 trying to stand in front of a ghost and its nuptials. Alright. Just you know, go with the flow. Go with the flow. Uh as you step out onto the fifth floor, all of you standing there just seeing the array apparitions are just coming and going through various um like walls um you see all sorts you see gnomes and ogres you see uh tabaxi you even see an aldani ghost you've never seen a lobster apparition until now as they just come and go it's cold you feel the the hairs on your arm are standing up to attention as you step out and we can't talk to any of these unless we put some tongue in their body they're right I'm going to hand the jar with the tongue in it to Belsia and say, <laughs> better get, better get tongue in. I put my uh, finger on my nose and go, that's not me. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd put worse things in my mouth. I'll, uh... You shouldn't. That's <laughs> it's bad. How does it work? Do I know how it works? What, the tongue in the jar? Yeah. No, you're not 100% clear. But what you do see is in all your kerfuffle, you're scaring the ghosts away. As a lot of the ghosts turn and look at you, there's just this kind of like disparate amount of ghosts all staring at you, eyeing you very creepily. As slowly they back off and retreat, just melting into the walls. Oh, I don't like Leaving that. you in a corridor all on your own. All you can hear is the smashing of waves on the edge of the galleon and the occasional drip, drip, drip. Even the dead want to party without us. How bad is that? Mm. Yeah, I'll give I'll give Belsiar the, the jar with the tongue in it, and then I'll just shout, Samuel! And see what happens. Samuel, I do declare, show yourself. Samuel, Samuel, it's our wedding night. I need the sign-ups. No. <laughs> 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 You you stand there just like making twee little noises. You you hear nothing but the creaking of the timbers of the ship and the dripping of water coming through the ceiling and landing in puddles on the floor. You feel the ship slightly sway from side to side. Samuel Belsia, you look down, you just see the as you hold the jar up, you look at it. It's this sort of clear gelatinous fluid with a few bubbles in it as you just see the tongue kind of twitch inside it. You can still see the root of the tongue as well. Interesting. Sorry, Hanash, you were you wanted to make a roll. Go, go Hanash. Uh, I just wanted to investigate, like, what's uh, what's around. Like, is there, like, one way to go? Um, just getting a bearing of, like, yeah, the, the surroundings. Corridor. Wooden planking floors. This is the crew. Uh, this is like the accommodation deck, we'll say. So you see various doors with brass handles and numbers on them. Uh, you see a trolley uh, a bit further down, which has just got filthy linen in it. At some point, clearly room service was going about maybe a hundred years ago, as you just see a trolley full of like mouldy linen. It's just a corridor with doors on the left and the right, just going off into the distance. All right. Just start knocking on the doors. Just walking down the hallway. Samuel, Samuel, 
knocking on doors doesn't really get you a response. You you knock and you pause and you listen. There's not really a great deal of response, just the crashing of the waves and the dripping of the water. Mm-mm. I think this guy might be dead. <laughs> no! Like dead, dead. Like, like beyond dead. I just start opening doors. Okay. It's time for the for the next level of door interaction. <laughs> As you open you open the first door and you um look in at this room, there's a single bed, the mattress is all but rotted away, and you know, the, the bed frame is is cracked and warped. As you look in on the room, you just see a um skeleton of a body just slumped over a writing desk um, with an empty parchment and a quill and a bottle of ink. It's just this uh, skeleton slumped into a chair, just leaning forwards. Samuel? Can I have a look at the parchment? See if I can read it. As you pick it up, it seems to be academic in nature, magical of some sort. It's, It's written in common. But it mm. seems to be like runic and uh, some sort of scribblings about dark magic. Cool. Hmm. Can I make an arcana check to see if I can figure out specifically what the what the magic part of this is trying to do? Because if it's like runes, mm. then I would think that it was it was like trying to create something or decipher something to do with magic if I can figure out what it is uh, uh, 16 16 from your interpretation of it which is difficult as it is quite dark in here there's no natural light uh, you're going on your own dark vision basically and your ability to see in poor light you gauge looking at it on a 16 that it's um, necromantic in nature very academic not so much of a spell as some um, musings with regards to the nature of um, energy drawn from the dead I'll pass it over to Belsia see what he thinks hmm hmm see probably better at Arcana than I am <laughs> can I make any any further Heads or tails from it? Um, make me an investigation check. Right, perception. Sorry, make me a perception check. Perception. Ooh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. It's very familiar to you. Like you pick up the paper and instantly, from the touch, the weight, and uh, it's clearly from a pad. It feels right in your hand. Like you know this paper. You felt this paper. You've worked with this paper before. This paper um, was a friend of mine. You sense that uh, from an academic point of view, this comes from like a standard uh, scholastic notepad, the kind you would have used in the wizard sleeve on a dirty 20. Okay. And there's like, there's, did you say like runes on the paper? Yeah, it's just it's just just a piece of paper. As you just see the skeleton of uh, the individual just slumped over the table with various bits of like you know d- uh, disintegrated cloth rotting off them. Mm. Is the tongue? Can I wiggle the tongue like a magic eight ball to see if it says something? <laughs> Dead magic eight ball. You you wiggle the tongue. The tongue is very much alive. You see it. 
pulsing and twitching inside the jelly. It gets excited. The closer you hold it to the skeleton, the more it twitches. Ah, it's trying to tell us something. What's that, boy? Trouble in the old barn? (laughs) See, I was going to say, I was going to take... Something's fallen down a well. (laughs) Actually, no, I'll try this because it it might be funny anyway. Um, I'll ask Aristobulus if I can borrow his uh, shitty flute. He's like, I'll need to know the full reason before you do. Well, here's the plan. The tongue needs some kind of air channels. I bet it's like a a tongue by itself is no good. It needs flowing air. Now, if we put the tongue in your flute and then put the flute in the skeleton's mouth, we'll have a a magic talkie box. (laughs) Magic talkie box. (laughs) He looks down at his slightly dented tin flute as he's like, "Um, I, I love this thing. I don't have many possessions. Please don't break it. We'll break it. Also, this isn't the kind of mood to try and maintain my divining rod. Could we try and keep things upbeat? You know, maybe just give me a hand. Could we try and keep things sexy while we're on this <laughs> boat full of dead people? Just fucking, fucking have a, have a word with yourself. Yeah, you're the one who wants to use my religious boon. Have a word with yourself, Aristobulus. You're a holy man. <laughs> yeah, but... The goblin keeps on judging me. As uh, Aristobulus looks over at Toadflaps, he's like, Get a grip, you fucking bellend. Yeah. If you want a hand, you're going to have to do it yourself. His, his shoulders sag as he, he just hands you the flute. He's like, you're cleaning it, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just give it a sniff. It hasn't been cleaned in, in, in centuries. Oh, no, he's, he's got mould on the end of his, like, <laughs> flute. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to put the tongue in the flute and then put the flute in the skeleton's mouth. All right. It's like a, it's like a LucasArts adventure game. Use use tongue with flute. <laughs> God damn it. If you look up the... You're like... You look up the answers to the puzzle, you're like, how the hell was I supposed to know that? Use tongue with flute. All right. Make me a dexterity check. Dexterity. This one. Uh, five. Five. You take the you you pull the skeleton back off the desk. It's slumped forwards. You lean it back in the chair as the, the skull lolls backwards. As you take the flute and you just smash it into the mouth, chipping some teeth, and then just wedge the wet gelat like scooping the lid off the jar, you put your clawed hand into the gelatinous goo. As you just pull the tongue out, you feel it pulsing and twitching in the palm of your hand. It's almost like moving around and waggling as you splooge it into the end of the flute. You stand back and just watch the twitching tongue, which is shaking the body, as you just hear a clear, solid note coming out of the flute. Like a whistle. (laughs) Okay. Does anyone know Morse code? This is where AJ, AJ hands us a musical scale and we have to fucking figure it out note by note. It's like the Goonies with the fucking piano. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But you're going to go full John Williams there. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, you've just basically smashed a flute into the front of a skeleton's mouth, slammed a, a magical tongue, if you will into the front of the flute as as you hear air 
being pumped out of the skeleton playing a single flat note. I wonder if we could just take... Has, has, the, skull f- has the skull fallen off the skeleton, did you say? No, no, it's just leaning back. The, the flute's like pointing up into the air with the tongue. Maybe we could just take the skull with us. We don't have to stay here and talk to it. We just take the skull with us. It's got the tongue and the flute in it. We can just you'd take it with us and be like, hey, who's that guy? And he could be like, that's not Samuel. And we'll be like, cool, on to the next one. Um, Is it Samuel Toot? Toot wants Yeah, Yeah, we could, we could give it some inst- instructions to follow. Um, <laughs> I've just realised we've made, completely unintentionally, we've made the... Have you seen the... The trumpet skull, skull trumpet on YouTube. The f- no. <laughs> completely, completely unintentionally, he says. I'm so happy that I've done this completely by accident. The skull trumpet but, on uh, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, is this copyrighted? Uh, Are we going to get banned in Russia again? Eh, oh wow! I think yeah, you can use basically, it it's under two seconds. Yeah, it's under two seconds in. Yes, so you you're pulling the head off the skeleton. Well, I mean, I was I was fielding the idea to my uh, oh, okay, my colleagues okay. and my associates just to see if they thought it was a good idea. Because surely the thing that lets speak with dead work, it's not it doesn't have to be like a head connected to a body. It's just a dead head. Mm. It's not like the air was coming from from inside the skeleton. I suppose it depends where the soul is. <laughs> <laughs> Just look up Hanish, like... Hanash, we don't have time for your intellectual nonsense. <laughs> ah, good. Off, off with his head. <laughs> You're always doing this. Tati, you go to pull the head off the skeleton as you just see a face peering through the wall. Good. A spectral face with a rather sad look on her face. She's a female dragonborn. Okay. Oh no. As you re- you rest one hand on top of the skull, another hand on the shoulder of the skeleton, and as you go to pull, you just see the face come through the wall as a sad-looking dragonborn female. I'll say this is awkward. I don't suppose this is your skeleton. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna figure this out. Honk. Once, if this was your skeleton. Honk twice for no. Cool, this is your skeleton. I don't suppose your name... Wait, wait a second. Oh, I fucking hate you, AJ. Skeleton look like a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, just, is it... I'm guessing a, a, a dragonborn skeleton is going to look dragony. This is dragonborn, not crocodile. Yeah. Okay. Does we it know. look like a dragonborn? The, 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 the skeleton is it's toothy. It, it definitely has uh, incisors. On closer inspection, it's more... It looks like an angrier, more carnivorous skull than you would expect for a human. The incisors are distinct and sharp. I mean, you've smashed two of them out. You've, you've smashed out some cuspids mm, and yeah. some incisors to um, get the flute in as the tongue just pulsates as the ghost is looking quizzically at you just the face drifting out of the wall know ye Samuel ghost that's how you have to talk ye ye not ye know him not you have to speak all timey when you're speaking to ghosts guys remember that 
at this point, the ghost is looking really frustrated. It's not looking angry. It's looking like it's looking at you just with like sheer frustration. Can I just like put my hand in the jar, throw the tongue in the skull, <laughs> and see what happens? <laughs> I thought that's what we'd done. I thought the t- I thought the tongue was already in the tongue was in the flute, which was in the skull. At the moment, the skull with the flute sticking out of it with a tongue in the end of the flute. So the tongue and the skull are separated by a flute. Yes, that's it. that's specifically what I wanted. <laughs> the flute is something of a small airlock. Name of the episode. <laughs> but on, on yeah, on 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 retrospect, maybe, <laughs> maybe the flute is unnecessary. Yeah, a frustrated Hanash just like throws the flute on the floor, just get, grab gr- grabs the tongue like a fish out of a pond and throws it into the skull's mouth. And that, if that doesn't work, I'm just gonna storm off. As you fling the flute to one side, Aristopolis is like, whoa, 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 that's my fucking grandmother's. As uh, he just scuttles over, picks it up, and he just blows into the like tongue end of it as he's like... Ugh. Yeah, it still works, all right. As you, Hanash, get annoyed, pick up the, the... It's twitching, the tongue. You're holding it in your hand and almost like it's sliding slippery between your fingers. As you jam it into the front of the skull... You see the front of the skull animate as the jaw kind of creaks and cracks as the tongue is sucked inside the skull. As you hear a voice going, Oh, it's about fucking time. Not a hard puzzle. <laughs> Enough of your lip. Although I know you don't have lips. Enough of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're busy business people and we've got business to attend to. There was a wedding. Where would the groom be? Where would the groom be? Hang on. I was busy. I was um I was doing academic papers for the wizard's sleeve. I'm uh yeah uh, uh there was a wedding. Yeah, cuz they had one of the function rooms and we couldn't go in there. They 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 cordoned it off. Um I think he's on this floor somewhere. Simon Cecil, what was his name? Yeah. Cecil sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, probably Simon. I might, I might have had a moment with him. Ooh. A moment? Oh. I don't remember. I was just working on my academic notes, and then there was a smash, bang, and a wallop, and then everything kind of went a little bit dark. Um, I'm... Yeah, that's not me. I'm, I'm Jemima. I mean, at this point, there's just, like, a skeleton lying flaccid in a chair with the mouth just creaking with the tongue, and she's like, Jemima Pippensooth. <laughs> Can I give her the secret with sleeve handshake and get annoyed when she can't return it because she doesn't have any muscle? You pick up her dead, flaccid skeletal hand and just slide in with the wizard sleeve handshake as she's like, Oh my god, you're one of us! Uh, yeah. Jemima Pippensooth, I was the professor of necromancy. I mean, in the day, obviously. Uh, probably before my time. Go, Wildcats. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit old for you. Bagels before bread. Bagels before bread. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, good, good only, times. only paupers eat fucking toast. Bagels all the way. Uh, no, I'm not the person you're looking for. Uh, Jemima Pippensooth necromantic professor at the wizard sleeve at your disposal and when I say at your disposal I am dead 
I promise his boner was here like a good ten minutes ago. And point to Aristobulus. <laughs> I can't see. Oh, I can. Hang on. I can see through my ghost. I see. Yeah, don't worry. I've been watching you. Everything was above board. Yeah, that's all fine. Uh, I just need to... I'm not the person you're looking for. As nice as this has been. Well, I mean, it could be useful if we need to bring this person back from the dead for a wedding, maybe. Do you want to come along? Yeah, ride could for be. We might need to take your tongue out from time to time, but apart from that... Yeah, we could just take your skull with us if you want. We could take it for a little... Please don't decapitate me. Have some respect for the dead. So you necromancer talk. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can see how that's ironic, <laughs> being that my entire trade is fucking about with the dead. But let's just call, call it a favour. All right. Yeah. Notice we're not the ones that said fucking about with the dead. <laughs> it's a technical term. Academia. No, no, you see, necromancy is about respecting the yeah. dead. <laughs> On to the next one. Let's make a note that we have a necromancer in here and they're a fucking freak. I'll take the tongue out of the skull. That's hurtful as you see her ghost frowns. <laughs> There's no need to take that tone with me. I've tried to be helpful with you. I see the face you're pulling at me. I've taken the tongue out. Oh, as you rip her tongue out. The the the, yeah. the jaw just cracks open and like stays open as you see the sadness of the ghost as she just drifts back through the timbers of the wall. Once again, just leaving you. Bye. Semperfy. It's <laughs> 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 so fucking random. <laughs> so we'll go to the next door. Uh, moving down the corridor, you uh, are you putting the tongue back in the jar or are you just holding it, Tatty? Yeah, I'll put it in the jar. I'll keep it fresh. Okay. Uh, make me a sleight of hand check. Um, 16. It slips between your fingers, jumping in the air as though it's making a dart as you reach both hands up and grasp the tongue. It, it's it's literally like flailing around as you have to like put it back in the jar quite violently as you get it inside the gelatinous glue and uh, turn the lid. You've got sticky fingers now. As you make your way back out into the dark corridor, you see more watchful ghosts watching you from a distance as they drift away. As you walk up to the next room, you have to push the, the trolley cart for a room service that's full of, like, disgusting, rotten towels and linen. As you try the handle, something in the salt lock mechanism just clicks and breaks as the handle comes off in your hand and the door just creaks open on the hinges. As you see inside a very well-to-do, well-kept bedroom, lots of clothes um, laid out on the bed... Um, as you look in the ensuite, there's a bath with a skeleton just laid in the bath, just dust, cobwebs over the top of it. Any other skeletons or just the one in the bath? Uh, just the one in the bath. Cool. I'll walk over and I'll put the tongue in the mouth. Big <laughs> splash bosh. As you just put the tongue in the mouth, you just hear a voice just saying, Oh, hello. It's been so long. Hi. Are you Samuel? No. I am Diego Yothlo, socialite and actor. You may remember me from productions such as The King's Crevice and Necro Nanny. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off right there, Diego, and I'm going to tell you that I've heard of you from every production you've ever been in. Do you know where Samuel is? 
Uh, yeah, no, is he the is he the groom? Yes, the groom. Oh, Samuel. Yes, I know Samuel. Do you know where he is? Uh, he, he um, he's next door. Next door. Cool. I'll yank the tongue out and move on. <laughs> As you walk back into the you're in the ensuite as you walk back into the main room you just see the ghost of a particularly sexy looking tabaxi man very well dressed just floating there just with his arms out in the shrugging motion I don't know why don't you why don't you do a soliloquy about it and I'll walk into the next room you just feel the tongue twitching (laughs) in your hand as you can see poor poor Diego can no longer do a soliloquy (laughs) As you float no. into the next room, you jiggle the lock. It's it's locked. Pack it up, boys. The lock door. Back- <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll put the I'll put the tongue back in the jar, and I will hand the jar to Belsia. I'll take out my thieves' tools, my lock picks, and my files, and uh, and my and my tiny little my tiny little hand mirror, uh, and I will go to work on the lock. Make me a sleight of hand. I pull out my ice knife just in case. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone prepares themselves. Tatty's head is down by the lock just with his lock picks in. As Tatty, you just feel something cold next to you as you just see the <laughs> ice shard appear out of Belsiar's wrist as it appears. Uh, make me the sleight of hand check with whatever um, added proficiencies you like or required for your thieves' tools. I reload my, um, my arms. Ready. <laughs> All right, Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah, you do the Henry Cavill in, uh, in Mission Impossible Fallout. Hanash just CGI's off his own mustache. <laughs> I got a 16 again. Again, uh, with much fear and trepidation as you look over at the ice knife, you, you feel your way gently into the lock, caressing it with your picks as you feel a smooth click. As the mechanism turns, the door creaks open. As you look into the darkness of this suite. I was going to say, can I give him disadvantage with the ice knife? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mechanically, you fucked me. (laughs) I'll I'll head in and I'll see if I can see any skeletons. As you head into the room looking around, it only takes you but a moment to look over at the bed as you stop all of you just arrested by the scene that you see for... There is not one skeleton, but two. Two skeletons (gasps) embraced in a coital bliss for all eternity. As uh, you're not entirely sure what position it is, it looks a little bit like the uh, Easterly Badger from a magazine you once read when you were a child, Tatty. Um, But... You just see the two skeletons locked in a coital embrace for all time as you pause, looking down at the tongue. The tongue's like literally vibrating like a divining rod. Mm. That's where we're going to take a drinks break because these two rutting skeletons punctuate this episode very nicely. If you'd have told me at the top of this episode that we were going to find two skeletons fucking, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seems, seems about right. Seems about right. <laughs> Stop kink shaming the dead. All right. Has one of the skeletons got a boner? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You've lost inspiration. <laughs> what the S in BDSM does stand for skeletal, though. 
Uh, right. We will <laughs> be back in a minute. Bone density. Bone density skeleton. skeleton. Bone you later. <laughs> right. We're going to pause there. We will be back Bone in a minute. Bone density. Well, there you go. That is the end of another episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. That's about all we're going to achieve for this week. Now, unfortunately, Matt, Chris and Raggy have all had to run off because they have scored tickets to a Jason Donovan concert. I know. I know, priorities. But that just leaves me to say a massive goodbye. Now then, as ever, this week's episode was lovingly handwritten and crafted by me, AJ the Dungeon Master, and was disgustingly ruined by the players Chris Rag, Chris Neal, and Matt Durant. As ever, if you want to get your hands on exclusive content, uncut versions of these episodes, early access to one-shots, maps, etc., etc., you can go over to Patreon and throw a couple of pounds our way and you will get exclusive access to all of that. You can also pop over to our merch store if you go on our website. You can get T-shirts, stickers, coffee mugs, edible underwear, God knows, you name it, we've probably got it in our merch store. If you have the opportunity, we would love a uh, review off yourselves. You know, we're never going to get better if you don't tell us just how shit we are. So get yourself over on whatever podcasting platform you are on. Drop us a star rating and a review. That would mean the world to us. So that just leaves me time to say a massive goodbye. It's been an absolute honour and a pleasure. And hopefully we will see you back here next week for more Adventurers Anonymous. Stay tipsy. That's it. The end. Go home. It's over.